It is much easier to start something than it is to continue it to completion. If you go to your local gym in January after everyone has made their New Year's resolutions, there will be lots of people there. But if you go in October, you will see many less people there, many people who have dropped out of the routine that they promised themselves that they would do. I'm sure you yourself have probably started some sort of hobby at some point and probably even invested in that hobby and bought the things that you need to do that hobby, but now those things are sitting up in a closet on a top shelf in a box hidden away somewhere because it's easier to start something than it is to continue it. The same can be true about Christianity. John 8 begins, our passage in verse 31 begins this way. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him. There are lots of Jews who had believed in the Messiah. They had believed that the Messiah was coming. There are Orthodox Jews today who believe the Messiah is still going to come. It's possible that these Jews who Jesus is talking to, there's a couple possibilities here. One is that they had believed that Jesus himself was the Messiah for a time, but then they were persuaded out of that view. Or it's also possible that they simply believed in the Messiah, but then rejected Jesus as being the one that was to come. But regardless of how they had believed in him in the past, they certainly don't seem to believe in him anymore, at least as the conversation goes on. If you keep reading this passage in John chapter 8, you will find out that they certainly don't believe in him anymore, and they don't believe in what he has to offer. You will find out that they believe that their salvation does not come from this Messiah, Jesus Christ, but that their salvation comes from having the descendancy of Abraham. And Jesus has to tell them, you're not children of your father, Abraham. You are children of your father, the devil. And this is why Jesus says, after the Jews who had believed in him come up to him, if you abide in my word, If you continue in my word, if you remain in my word, you are truly my disciples. Because they had been given the promises. The Jewish people had known what was coming. This is clear. When Paul writes about the Jews, you can look at Romans 9 through 11, how he is so grieved over his own people, the Jewish people who have rejected the Messiah because they were originally the ones to be given the promises, to know exactly where to look for the coming Messiah. But they had rejected him. And so Paul is grieved. And so Jesus must say, not only if you 
have been given my promises in the past, not only if you had believed at one time that I was coming, not only if you had believed in me when I came initially, but if you abide, if you remain, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. It is easier to start something than it is to continue something. It is easier to be born into something than it is to keep it the rest of your life. And I think we can learn two lessons from this interchange between Jesus and the Jews who had believed in him. The first is that if you are given something great... And in this case, we are talking specifically about the faith. If you are born into the faith, if you are baptized into the faith, maybe even as an infant, that is a blessing. You have been told from a young age, this is what Paul tells Titus, you have been told from a young age, from infancy, these truths. And that is a blessing. It is a blessing to know from infancy, from a young age, to be born into, like the Jews were born into, the knowledge of the Messiah. And so if you have been given that great gift, if you have been granted that blessing, not everyone is granted that blessing. Some people don't get to grow up as a Christian, and that's sad. But if you have grown up as a Christian, or if you have the faith now... Don't forsake it. Don't go off and look for other ways to salvation because, well, maybe that faith just isn't as exciting as it once was. Or, well, that's just what I grew up with, so now I want to explore other things. Or, that's just that boring old church stuff. I want to see what else is out there. Don't get distracted by these ways of thinking to find salvation in other places. For the Jews, it was a matter of ethnic pride. Well, we're sons of Abraham, so we don't really need that Messiah stuff. But for people who come from a Christian background, it could be all sorts of things. Well, just because I am born from a Christian family and kind of grew up Christian and still loosely consider myself Christian, I guess I'm fine. Or just because I'm a baptized and confirmed member of the LCMS, I'm sure that I'm okay. My name is on the church roster, so I should be fine. Or I'm a generally good person, so I'm sure God will work it all out for me. Or I share the right post on social media. Or I stand up for what's right. Whenever the time comes, then I'll be saved. That's all what we call Pharisaism. That's what the unbelieving Jews did. Looking for salvation in something other than Christ himself. In something that I can do. Amen, amen, I tell you. If you commit sin, you are a slave to sin. Slaves cannot free themselves. That's what it means to be a slave. You can't get out of it on your own. You can't make yourself right with God. 
simply possessing the right identity, having your name in the right place, sharing the right things, being a generally good person, any of it, it's not good enough. It doesn't stop you from being a slave. I tell you, if you commit sin, you are a slave to sin, and which one of you has not committed sin? The Jews really wanted to pretend like they hadn't committed sin. We've never been enslaved to anyone. What are you talking about? I guess they forgot about that little time in Egypt and that little time in Assyria and that little time in Babylon. It's ridiculous. That's the point. It's ridiculous to think that any one of us is good enough to earn our way into heaven. You have also been enticed by the world, fallen short of the glory of God, and gone to Babylon and been in sin. We all have. But it is easier to come to the word than to continue in the word. It is easy to know the faith. It is harder to continue in the faith. The same was true, by the way, of the medieval Roman Catholics. Today we celebrate the Reformation, that time when Martin Luther and the other gospel-centered evangelists, the other gospel-centered Christians, the evangelicals, when they boldly confessed, contra to the Roman Catholic Church, that the Pope is not infallible, only the Word of God is infallible, and that we are saved By grace alone, through faith alone, not by any of our own works. And the sad thing about the Reformation is this, is that the Roman Catholics had such a great heritage. Just like the Jews who had the promises once given to them, the Western Roman Catholic Church in the late medieval area, they were the inheritors of so many great gifts. They were the inheritors of theologians of the past, like Augustine. They were the inheritors of, not to mention, the scriptures. They had the Bible. They had the Bible translated into a language that they could preach. They had the Vulgate in Latin. And they had so many great other things, too. Stained glass windows that were beautiful, churches that were gorgeous. They had the liturgical calendar. They had the common divine service that we still have today. And it was passed down and developed over centuries and centuries. But because they rejected the Bible, because they rejected grace alone through faith alone and put their faith in the Pope instead of the word of God, all that they had with those great gifts was the trappings of the faith. They had lost the substance. It is easier to start with something, to inherit something beautiful and good and right, than it is to keep it. It's like the prodigal son who receives his inheritance but then goes and squanders it all away. And so if it wasn't for the evangelical Lutherans, who had to, if you will, re-inherit these good gifts, 
and continue with the faith, then the faith might have been lost, but the gates of hell will not prevail. And God raised up Martin Luther and the other evangelicals to preserve his word in history. And for that, we celebrate today. That is the glorious history of our church. And things look different today, to be sure. Things are different in the way that the Lutheran church has grown worldwide. Things definitely look different today in the Roman Catholic church, who used to say that only Roman Catholics could be saved. But now they also say that Muslims can't be saved, except if you're still a Lutheran, then maybe you won't be. It's kind of confusing if you ask me. Things are different today, but we should keep that history in mind. That it is always easier to inherit than to continue. And we have inherited that beautiful gift of the Bible alone and all the other beautiful things. Stained glass windows, the liturgical calendar, those types of things too. We've inherited all those things, and we are called to continue, to abide, to remain, not to forsake these things. It is easy to inherit. It is hard to continue. And my prayer is that the Reformation for us will never become a day that's just about drinking beer having Oktoberfest, eating German food, about a man named Luther, about standing up and feeling good when we sing A Mighty Fortress. Those are all great things. We love all of those things. But if we only have the trappings and not the substance itself, not the grace alone through faith alone, trust in Scripture alone, Trust in Christ alone. If we give up those things, then we have not abided. We have not remained or continued. And we're just as bad as the unbelieving Jews in Romans in John chapter 8 or the medieval Roman Catholic popes. And so what is that thing itself? What shall we continue in today? It's the word. If you abide in my word, you are truly the disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Christ calls us to continue to abide in his word, to remain in his word. And what does it mean to abide or to remain or continue? It's actually rather simple and it's rather passive in this sense. It just means stay where you are. Don't go. Don't go off looking for other ways of salvation. Don't go off in other directions to go explore what's in the world. Continue to receive the truth that you receive. Continue here where God's word is preached and where his sacraments are administered, continue to receive the truth because the truth sets you free. It's like the ancient idea of the liberal arts. The word liberal arts means that if you study these arts like rhetoric and math and music, 
that you will be set free, you will be liberated, because you will get to explore the truth in God's creation. But the truth of Christ is even greater than the truth of math and rhetoric and music. The truth of Christ is all truth. Because he said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And we are free not only to understand God's creation, but to understand everything through that truth. And that truth really does set us free when we are united with Christ, our Savior. Because we go from being a slave to sin. Remember, slaves can't free themselves. But this is what Jesus says. You don't have to be a slave. You get to be a son. And where does the son live? The son lives freely in God's house. Not trapped there in his own sin, trying to work off his salvation but freely living there with all the glories and all the inheritance that you could ever want. And when you stay here, when you remain here, when you continue in this Christ who is giving you his word, giving you his sacraments, when you remember your baptism into which you became a co-heir with Christ, And you read and study his word and you receive the bread of life and the blood of immortality for the forgiveness of your sins. You have freedom. You have truth. And you have salvation. You have the one way that leads to eternal life. It is easier to start in his word than to continue in it. But with him, he makes it simple. Because he comes to you and gives you it week in and week out. So stay here and abide in him and he will abide in you. To him be all the honor and glory now and forever. Amen.